You are listening to an artist interview from Chirp Radio. You can find more interviews at chirpradio.org slash podcasts. Listening to a Chirp Radio artist interview. I'm on the line with Luca Simarusti of the Black Metal Project and Nihilus. Why don't you tell us just a little bit about the conception of this project? Yeah, for the the name of the project was taken from uh, like a '60s, you know, created in the '60s, but kind of ongoing since then. Marvel Comics Big Bad, kind of one of the first big cosmic enemies of the Fantastic Four. I thought it was a, a good way to represent something dark and evil and not be like a satanic project. So it seemed like it made sense. Why do you think fantasy and sci-fi concepts work so well in black metal? That's a really good question. It's kind of been how it's operated since like day one of the genre, I guess. I think a lot of times metal music is made by kind of more nerdy people, the misfits, if you will. Uh, you know, people who maybe didn't spend their uh, after school hours playing football, but reading comics and reading stories and stuff. So I think it kind of, you know, attracts that kind of person. And those kind of people love that sort of thing. So I think that's probably has a lot to do where it come from is, is my theory, at least. At least that's how it worked for me. You know? Yeah, yeah. So tell us a little bit about how you got introduced to comic books and, um, and fantasy. I'm a child of the 90s. So when I was like six or seven is when like X-Men had the Fox cartoon on Saturday mornings. And around the same time, the arcades had that giant like six player X-Men game. So I saw that stuff and I was hooked with uh, Marvel and X-Men and comic books. And that was my big introduction. So it was kind of from then on. It's been like a 30 year obsession with me for, uh, you know, superhero comics. Um, But how did you get into black metal because you know a lot of people get into fantasy you know it's very popular Lord of the Rings was one of one of the most successful you know film franchises of all time not everybody gets into black metal though (laughs) like you know like I said getting into fantasy doesn't necessarily mean that you get into black metal um where did your interest in black metal come from uh my interest in black metal came along with just my interest in like extreme heavy music in general you know I grew up I've been playing in bands since I was probably like 12 I've been obsessed with like kind of weird music since then grew up mostly a punk more than a metal 
metalhead. But uh, when I was probably like 15, 16, a lot of punk leaning like hardcore bands were kind of popping off as far as um, kind of pushing into like more extreme territories. I think of a band like Converge, you know, releasing Jane Doe or Haven Until Your Heart Stops. And these were like hardcore bands that were all of a sudden like playing genuinely like terrifying, challenging heavy metal music. So that was kind of my gateway to heavier, weirder stuff. And uh, so my introduction to black metal came through that scene kind of when I was in college I was really really into like Aaron Turner projects and Stephen O'Malley projects and right around that time they started collaborating with a lot of black metal artists like Sun Black One was from 2005 or 2006 I think and that had like a bunch of huge black metal people on it and it was kind of that and like the around the same time Zaster put out a record on Hydrahead so that was kind of my introduction was through those you know it's the sort of genre that when you hear it you kind of learn the stories you kind of dive head first into at least for me I kind of like that with most music I listen to like I have a soft spot for any sort of artist or band that kind of generates you know like a huge fan fantastic like fandom around it like you know the grateful dead or even kiss you know bands that are like a culture on top of just a sound you know it it grabbed me and kind of never let go okay you still are able to sort of put your own mark on this sound like when i first encountered your previous album janima immediately this did not feel like a traditional one guy black metal project uh, it seemed like there was just a lot of other stuff going on. So it's it's interesting to me to hear you sort of coming from, you know, a metalcore uh, scene and like getting introduced to black metal through Hydrahead mm-hmm. um, of all labels. Like that's that is definitely not traditional, um, yeah. I would say, for most black metal fans. And like it really sort of shines through in your music. And I was wondering if, if you wanted to, you know, comment at all about how how your project diverges from, um, you know, sort of traditional sort of second wave black metal. I guess it probably just has lot to do with my background uh like i said i you know i got in punk when i was super young and you know most of the bands i played in throughout my life have been like punk bands of you know i play in a band right now that's like slow core noise rock band you know kind of like touch and go hat tips so i think i just like like a lot of different sounds and i've played in the bands with a lot of different sounds that aren't black metal so it kind of just like i guess it's not like a thing i set out to do it's just a thing that sort of happened with me being me like i'll sit down to like write a song and you know at the heart it's a black metal song but it also could sound like black flag or it could sound like brain bombs and you know it just that's just what's in me i guess Is the title of your upcoming record, is that um, another Frank Herbert reference or one of the things that you're drawing from your personal life? Uh, neither, actually. That mm. uh, So on the last song on the record, my friend Brian Case, who's the singer for Fax, and he played in Disappears, two of like my favorite Chicago bands ever. He, he did like a spoken word part over the last song, and that was one of the lyrics in the song he brought. And it just stood out. It, uh, it sounded really good. It really stood out to me, and it just like clicked for every element of this album. It just made sense when I heard it, and I, I asked him if I could 
steal it for the title and he was kind enough to let me so that's where that came from and you you have some pretty interesting collaborations on this album i think um brett naki guess on one of the on a few of the songs am i correct yeah, he. Um, who's, uh, who's all on this? Yeah. So Brett did a couple like synth droney parts that one of them got tucked into the uh, end of the first song, and then the other part is like part of a huge like drone swell at the end of one of the songs. So Brett did that. Uh, my friend Ryan, who is the singer for Sick Tired, they're like a grindcore band. He mm-hmm. did lead vocals. Like we kind of did a vocal trade off on one of the songs. Like I said, Brian from Facts, he does the spoken word part of the last song. Trevor from Pelican plays like a lead guitar, outer space droney thing over that song too and then uh my friend dan benai who plays in race trader he did a uh, like a shreddy guitar solo on one of the tracks too i think that's everyone that is included that i invited i hope that's everyone <laughs> uh yeah i mean that's pretty stacked yeah um that's really impressive. Yeah, it was really cool getting to like have like that array of talented friends join me. So that was pretty special. So would you still consider this a solo record with uh, all the collaborations? Uh, I think I think so. Uh, you know, I performed everything top to bottom and these friends of mine came in and made them uh, a bit more special, a bit bigger. But, you know, and I, I didn't give them direction. I told them to do their thing. But I think it's still a solo album. <laughs> I think I did most of the heavy lift. Not to discredit any of their incredible contributions. But uh, I think it's a solo album at the at its root. sad to hear though that you don't think that this is a project that's going to go live is that is that um you know as much you know a logistical as you know sort of an aesthetic decision it's a little bit of both like i feel like if it came down to having to do it live i have a large group of very talented friends that i can probably piece a band together out of but like there's something about making music in this way you know on your own that's like really personal and kind of intimate and powerful in its own way where i feel like it almost doesn't need the live show to back it up i feel like it it says what it needs to be said as like a record and then there's also sort of the aesthetic quality of of it just living on this record and you know that the distance that you have from maybe the listener um like i know that people sometimes like to talk about you know how like only live music is like you know the real experience of it but you know the record can be its own entity and um like i feel like with black metal because it can be such a cold and dark genre a little bit of distance 
is good between the artist and the and the audience, and it does help sort of maintain the mystery that uh, that you know can maybe live on a on a on a record of this type. Yeah, I I, I totally understand. I, that's like where I'm kind of coming from with it all. Like sitting there with the record playing, looking at the beautiful photography, that as like an experience in its own is like what it's meant to be. I don't know if. <laughs> anyone wants to go see like me like on stage like screaming my head off I, I don't know if that's you know take away some of the specialness or like you know personalness of it you know so it's, it's still a thing I'm, I'm thinking a lot about but it's not like at the top of my list of priorities is to make a live band out of it yeah which is um yeah perfectly perfectly acceptable and i think definitely within the standards of the genre that you're working within a lot of black metal projects are not yeah, yeah are not live projects yeah so most of my favorite like black metal projects are, have never been a live project for chirp radio's artist interview series this has been mick in conversation with luca simarusti of the chicago-based one-man black metal project annihilus he has a new record on Federal Prisoner called Follow a Song from the Sky. Thanks so much for your time today, Luca. Thanks for having me. This has been an artist interview from Chirp Radio. You can find this and more interviews at chirpradio.org slash podcasts.